0: I just see him doing great things out of something that could have, you know, would have taken anyone down. And, um, And also I see him inspiring people and, you know, creating, I see this great community and just bringing everybody together. And it's just something pretty awesome. It's more than running.
1: Huge welcome to the Ultra Running Guys family, Jeremy Reynolds, Jeff Winchester, and this is an exciting week because uh, we're on week four with Steve Epifano, but this is the first time we've actually recorded and called it a podcast, and we actually have a podcast on a podcast platform. So you're either watching this on YouTube, hopefully, maybe now you're listening to on Spotify. Uh, so however you're doing it, welcome. Um, If you're just tuning in, we are on week four with Steve Epifano. He is training for a 100K this coming Saturday, and he's been doing that to honor a good friend of his that was tragically killed earlier this year, and that's really what this is all about. Um, So if you haven't seen the previous episodes, please go check it out. Uh, But tonight, we've got a super special guest. We have Steve's wife, Katie. So Steve and Katie, thanks so much for joining us. How are you guys tonight?
0: Yeah, good. Yeah, doing good.
1: Thanks for having me back. And thanks awesome. for having
0: Katie
1: here, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, Katie, we can't tell you how excited we are to talk to you uh, because we know there's always behind the scenes, and we're a couple married guys. So, uh, we think it'll be interesting. But before we get into that, we know you've been doing some running of your own, just set a 5K PR. <laughs> so, why don't you tell us about that real quick? I mean, I
0: don't know if it's running, <laughs> but
1: it's, it's a 5K PR. It's, it's like my pace.
0: yeah I can't really go any faster so
2: (laughs) you did awesome you did really awesome Um, I saw you posted about it and just um, you know that you were I think you said you had your fastest mile within that 5k as well so um, we really just want to acknowledge it because we think it's fantastic that you did that and the other really cool thing about it is that um, you apparently had a really good coach I'm curious what it was like to have your husband coach you so what what was it like to have this coach of yours
0: it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I'm surprised he took it on because I hate it so much. So.
3: <laughs> she didn't want to do any of I the drills. I tortured him. She's like, "What do the drills even do?" That's funny. So, so did he
2: give you drills to do as well? Like what kind of drills?
3: Like the high knees and like a skip, b skip, and like mobility stuff and everything yeah. like that.
0: I'm like, I look real. I was like, you don't have to worry about what you look like,
3: you know?
2: But on the bright side, your coach gave you a personal best and um, your fastest mile. so I mean, he's got like street cred now.
3: Yeah, Yeah. now And don't let her fool you. She did the um, the David Goggins 4x4x48. Oh,
2: no joke. Fantastic. Jeff did that not too long ago. This past summer, it was really hot.
3: How was it for you? That's what she did. Um. I think it was hot at the same time, too.
0: Yeah, it was bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's the worst part? Was it the middle of the night, 2 a.m., wake up? How? Why am I going to go run four miles right now?
0: Yeah, and it was a little scary being hmm. out there, you know, in the dark with coyotes or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then I was just, my body was just, I was nauseous, delirious. <laughs> uh, I don't but it was good, I just wanted to be uncomfortable and and that running, it makes me uncomfortable. So yeah, I'm gonna do
2: this. I think it's great because you have, um, you know, we're talking about mindset, we're gonna be talking about that t- tonight as the topic and having gone through the Goggins challenge yourself, you've had to push yourself through something pretty difficult as well. So, so that experience and what Steve's gonna be doing is a really good connecting point. And so I think, um, I'm glad you told us that because I had no idea. Um, I'm excited about your 5K, but I'm personally very excited to hear about the 4x4x48 because I know that's a really tough challenge. So kudos to you for for knocking that out. Like, um, yeah, and that's even more impressive than having him as your coach.
3: Yeah, we husband. <laughs> <so. laughs> well,
2: I mean, you said that, but you met Goggin, so like it's like a full circle now. Circle. Yeah. That's
3: right. Yeah, yeah. I was just that- push, push her out the door at like two o'clock in the morning and lock the door and say come back, <laughs> come back after four miles. <laughs>
2: Oh, this is gonna be good when she's encouraging
1: you too. Yeah, keep going, I don't care. That's right, it's payback time. Yeah, yeah, I feel real sorry for you, Steve. Know when you kicked me out of bed at two in the morning to go do my four by four by 48. Um, But in that note, I mean, so obviously, uh, Katie, I think it's so cool that you've been doing that kind of stuff. Steve obviously has been busy with his training. From the outside looking in, it looks like you are incredibly supportive um, and just from the limited interaction we've had on social media and that kind of thing, uh, you've been supportive of us, you've been supportive of him in this effort. But now you've got two of you that are doing some pretty cool things. How has it been for you, Katie, to manage the demands of a family as well as, you know, needing him as a as a husband and a father, but uh, allowing him to go do the things that he wants to do?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't think anybody really has it figured out. There's no, like... Right way to do it, you just kind of take one day at a time and not try to focus on like 10 steps from now. Just, you know, take it as it comes. (laughs) And it's pretty easy to support him because he's pretty inspirational. (laughs) (laughs) So that part crazy
1: and inspirational. Yeah. So then, so when so then let's
2: move over to when he said he was going to do a hundred k. Obviously, he's doing it in honor of Robin and everything. Um, what was your reaction to that? Because you've seen him do fifty k's and stuff in the past and everything. When he, he told you he was going to do a hundred k, what what did you think?
0: Uh, I wasn't surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Once uh, he did the marathon fifty k, mm-hmm. uh, I knew he's not stopping. So. <laughs>
1: I still remember the first time I told Shannon that I was going to do 50 miles and she was like, I don't even want to hear it. Like, so on.
0: <laughs> I can't relate to it, but you know, <laughs> it's cool.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's amazing and we're lucky enough to both have supportive spouses as well, but I think it's amazing um, that you stand behind him the way you do because he's doing some pretty cool stuff, but obviously he wouldn't be able to with, without the family support. So, no, yeah. I wouldn't be able to do any of it
3: without that like no complaints really I mean I try to slink out of bed at like four o'clock in the morning so she doesn't hear me anyway so but not like ah, oh, you're getting up to run again or anything like nothing like that so I definitely wouldn't be able to do it especially on the Saturday long runs cool. out cool. around for 20-30 miles
0: <laughs> also like it's his passion so I want him to you know we're all here to just do what we love in life and i and i see that that's what he loves so you know <laughs> <to> <laughs> I'm gonna get emotional.
2: oh man that's good you start crying we'll all ugly cry with you
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome that really is so, so to touch on that though what brings out the emotion what is it kind of that triggered that
0: i guess just um how it all came about you know like when We went through like the cardiologist saying, you know, all that, his diagnosis and, you know, pretty much scaring the heck out of us. And then um, him just pursuing what, like it really didn't defeat him. He was just like, all right, I can, all I can do is run. I'm gonna run. And he literally ran with it. I just see him doing great things out of something that could have, you know, would have taken anyone down and um and also I see i inspiring people and you know creating I see this great community and just bringing everybody together and it's just something pretty awesome it's more than running it's a uh, don't know what is it <laughs> it's just
3: positivity really the yeah. whole community like everybody kind of like supports everybody really which is great
2: that's, I mean, I really appreciate you sharing that, Katie, I, mean, I really do. And, and I know we weren't necessarily known if we were gonna go in that direction or not, but um, for those who may not remember, we talked to Steve a couple of weeks ago about um, he has a heart condition as well. And so for you, Katie, um, thinking about him doing 100K tomorrow and even the training he's been doing, um, there's real concern, right? Uh, that, but that he's worked through that and everything. And so um, do you have any, um, I'm gonna use the word fear, uh, fears about this coming up this
3: weekend?
0: No, I actually don't okay I okay. kind of worked through that um myself <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: no, I mean, <clears throat> when it was like years ago when it was fresh. yeah, um I had a lot of fears, and it my fears were kind of holding him back, and at some point I had to realize like no, that's not for me to decide how he wants to live his life and how he wants to, <laughs> you know, go forward. So I kind of made peace with that a long time ago. And, um, yeah, I know yeah. he's meant to do this. So,
3: but after, after interval day, she will ask me how hard, my, how high yeah, my yeah. heart rate got
1: up to. So
3: <laughs> she always checks that. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that's always got to be in the back of the mind. And again, I think it's so great. So we And I won't go too much into the side, but my daughter's got a specific condition and I know what it's like to think, hey, I want you to be able to do what you want to do, but I'm also concerned um, about the repercussions of that, even though I probably shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Um, So the fact that you can manage that, that you can look at what makes him happy, but obviously he's doing a lot of the things right, um, like we talked about, and I'm sure that goes a long way. Uh, I think it's great that you're not worried. I'm worried.
3: <laughs> not the heart rate wise, but yeah. otherwise. <laughs> I was
1: gonna say, but that's also gotta be a weight off your shoulder, Steve, to know that that's not a concern. Um there. And I I've had uh I've been hospitalized after a run, and I'll tell you the mm-hmm. next run after that with my wife was a tough one just because that was big time on my mind, right? Hey, I know she's worried, so I'm worried. Yeah. Um so the fact that you don't have to deal with that is great.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And like I said, I always have my tracker on, so she always knows where I'm at uh, on my runs and everything like that. And I turn off all notifications except for the phone. So, and she knows she can call me whenever, and I'll just come run back wherever I'm at or catch an Uber if I need to and stuff like that.
1: <laughs> how often does that happen?
3: Uh, it's only happened once.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got to
2: hear that story. <laughs> so Steve, we're going we're gonna to switch to you then. So how are you feeling?
3: Good. Uh, a little bit, you know, normal nerves and stuff like that the closer we get to Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I tried not to check the weather too early, uh, but I checked it today and it looks pretty good. I mean, I really can't complain with Southern California weather. So I think it's like low of 43, high of 70. So I should be pretty good throughout the whole time. Uh, my main concern, like during the run and everything has been, Like I would say I run like a vampire because for the most part, I'm running in the dark. Um, So as soon as that sun comes out, it's a completely different ballgame. I do like my long runs every once in a while. I'll be in the sun for like an hour or two. But this time I'll probably be in the sun for most of the day, which is going to be, you know, a little bit different than usually is. That's kind of how it was on the 50K too. I was like, what is this bright orange thing in the sky? (laughs) why is it draining me of all my energy so
1: what time are you actually starting your run
3: i'm going to try to get on the road by uh four o'clock in the morning
1: okay so so a good early start um you mentioned that you're feeling pretty good and so as per usual i've been tracking you you know kind of on the instagram and, and taking a look at your runs one of the things that i was really interested in is i think today was your your last run and you've been tapering how's the taper going it's
3: good. It's frustrating, you know. Uh, I think, like, I saw Jeff say, too, he whines and complains a lot. Stuff. So, I mean, that's the same thing. I just don't – you don't feel right, you know. And that's why I say you should, um, you know, keep your intensity but lower your volume overall, which is why, like, I still did a speed workout for a little bit on, on Tuesday just to make sure I got my legs moving and everything like that. Um, if it was a normal, like, race day – like a marathon or something I would do like a, a tune-up run on a Friday but since I'm doing so many miles uh, I'll probably Friday just do like a, an early morning walk and stuff like that and try not to light jog try very hard to not jog at all um, but yeah it's just I want to move and that's what tapering is tapering it's part of the whole game and stuff like that so it's a needed process so
1: so I'm really glad you said because that was a question I had. Um, I've seen you echo it several times. Is the reduce your volume but not your intensity? Is that something you kind of always done, or how did you, how did that come about? The only the only reason I'm asking is right because I know a lot of people it's kind of the opposite. Hey, take it easy during the taper, um, even though you were reducing volume. It's not very often I think that I've done a you know interval type workout during a taper. Yeah,
3: so I got that from my uh, coaching certificate when I went for that training. Um, I forget his name, but he was – he coaches endurance athletes as well as sprinters and everything like that. And he was saying as they're coming up to a meet, right, if they're running a 400 um, and they're in the taper process, if a normal workout is usually five 200s and, like, three 100s, what they'll do is they'll go run two 200s and one – you know, 100, or um, if after that 200, they're feeling good, they're feeling great, call it at that, and be like, okay, good, you got your one, you got moving, feeling everything, your lungs feel good, move that way, um, and he also does that for his uh, endurance athletes as well, you know, and like I said, everything's kind of personal, but I've found that if I, I feel like lethargic, and I'd rather be slightly tired than lethargic at the starting line,
1: I think it makes absolute yeah, sense. And I think it is, yeah, for and, sure. And, and I mentioned before, I think you've just got a lot of good information. So if, if anybody's watching or listening that is not following Steve, go follow him on Instagram, we'll put it up. But like, no kidding, you put a lot of good kind of advice or information in your post. so I do appreciate it. Um, Thank you. Katie, are you worried about the fact that he's not gonna be running for the next few days? Cause I I go crazy when I can't do that. So oh, I'm not yeah. always- He's a crazy maker. <laughs>
0: his energy might come out another <laughs>
1: yeah start walking I'm like i'll just be walking around the house
0: pacing
3: yeah like why are you so
0: crazy
3: <laughs> it's weird you feel hydrated you feel refreshed and just i just want to be tired and just sore legs you know I'm, i'll i be that on sunday yeah. but <laughs>
2: yeah i definitely get bored i can't stand it
3: yeah
1: i hate taper yeah I, I'm, I'm the same way i think we all are yeah um especially it just being a normal part of the day it really is an outlet for me so but we're, we're, i think most of us who are doing this are running so many miles so often
2: and that to kind of cut back you don't know what to do with yourself yeah and it just feels weird
3: so yeah and it's more of a it's like a mental escape you know it's your meditation in the morning it's your routine and then if you don't get that like at least a full hour of it you feel all kind of the rest of the day
2: mm-hmm. i think we're going to switch gears though now a little bit maybe um you know as a reminder you're doing 100k um for those that don't know that metric system on um, the 62 miles and so um you've mapped out your course and everything but the one thing that you may not have mapped out fully is kind of how you're going to begin to deal with some low points and stuff and so we want to spend some time really talking about how you are going to navigate those moments where um you know in a 50K or a marathon, you may have that low moment, like as you start to bonk or something like that. But in a, once you begin to get beyond that distance, you will hit multiple potential low points that, that will come about. Um, do you have any ideas or any plans how you can address that when you enter what we call the pain cave um, mm-hmm. and how you're going to kind of get through that moment?
3: Um, I don't have any like specific, like, Hey, this is what I, this is what you should do. Like when you hit it. Um, I just have a mantra that I like say over and over again as I hit that. Um, or if I feel like a tweak or something like that on an an ankle and it's pretty stupid, you know, but to me, it's just, it's just, I just repeat that over and over again. Um, and I may, you know, if you go into the pain cave, I I may turn off my headphones Or I turn off my headphones depending on the mood I'm in um like I was saying when I hit the pain cave when I was with my uh parents on my 50k it was like right towards the end it was like I think it was like mile you know 27 I was cruising and then I hit it and they're trying to talk to you trying to get you out of it and then it's like I got to go inside for a little bit deal with whatever demons are sitting there and just kind of like Almost embrace the pain cave because you know it's going to be there. And forever how long it is, it's going to be transient, whether that's for the 13 miles that's left, or even if you hit it at the 60, at the um the first mile, you're gonna have to deal with it for 62 miles. And it's just it'll be over. And it, it may not be over till tomorrow, but it'll eventually be over. It's,
2: it's definitely gonna come to an end. But um now you're not gonna get away with this without actually telling us what your mantra is.
3: It's um now I'm trying to remember. No, <laughs> it's, uh, I remember yeah, I know, right?
2: <laughs> right, it's Katie. Quiet. All right, Katie. Time out. Time out, Katie. That's exactly right. You better remember it. So that's the good advice as a crew member that you're going to give them, Captain yeah. Crew. You tell him, you better remember it.
3: I'll be delirious anyway, and I won't remember. Those, but it's um, it's strength and healing. I just say that over and over again, and repeat it over and over. Again.
2: I like it you said strength and healing, right?
3: Yeah, and that's what I did when I tweaked my um, my shin at probably the beginning of this training cycle, like right at the end of or right at the end of October, and that was kind of my next few runs was just that over and over again. Um, big mindset person, and then if you focus on, if I focus on the the injury, then that's all I'll feel. but if you focus on something else, it kind of goes away, that kind of stuff so.
1: I think that's incredible. And one of the things that I really keyed in on that made a difference for me and my running is when you said, hey, you're talking about the pain cave and you said it's going to be there essentially just embrace it. Um, and, And for me, it was watching an ultra running documentary and realizing that these guys, these elite runners go through the same thing at mile 60 mile 80 of 100 mile and just realizing that like, oh, to them, it's just part of the process.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and that it's not this surprise because you know I think we've been there before where you feel like oh what did I do wrong yeah like you know it feels like I, I should be doing better at this so I think it's great that you're already in the mind space that like oh it's gonna come it's just part of the deal uh, mm-hmm. so you know kind of start using those tools um, have you thought about what it's going to be like to finish you know the longest run you've ever done and then essentially turn around and do it again
3: So, I usually do out and backs kind of on purpose because, you know, if you're going out 15 miles, I'm not doing like a loop. Hey, I got to get back. But this one's going to be different because I'm going to, it's like the halfway point is a quarter mile from my house. I just have to walk up the hill. It's going to take a lot to say, okay, you got to do, I think it's three more loops the other way. Um, And I've shortened those loops up, but I still made them an out and back. So, I'm not technically passing my house which is good. Um, I did that for the, one of my 50Ks. I think I did like a, an eight-mile loop just over and over again. And then by the end, I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so, um, luckily, there's good scenery around here, and I can just kind of gaze out into the ocean. And then the interesting thing is going to be where I run in the morning is usually not crowded. But by like noon, there's a bunch of people out running on that strip so, they're going to see me and I'm going to look trashed and ridiculous by by like the third loop. And they're going to be staring at me like, what is this guy doing? And I'm probably going to be foaming at the mouth, not coming down and all that
1: stuff.
3: <laughs> and be like, don't look at me. I'm, <laughs> this is ridiculous.
1: I, I do want to dig in a little bit harder because you just said, you know, there's going to be a point where maybe your mantra may not carry you through right, or you're like, yeah. all right, this just isn't cutting it. Um you're doing this really for Robin um, yeah. and kind of his honor. I imagine that that would give you a lot of strength to draw on. Um, what's it going to mean to you to finish this race in his honor?
3: I mean, that's going to be like the number one for me, right? Is gonna, That's why I'm doing it. So I'm sure I'll have all kinds of emotion when I get it done. Um, and like I said last week, whether it takes me until midnight or 48 hours to do it, I'm gonna do it, um, just because of all the support that everybody's shown. Um, so I can't let all those people who donated down and I can't let uh, Kara down, and I just wanna do it in in his honor too. So however long it takes me to do out there, I'll crawl across the, the finish line. Um, so that's the main thing that's gonna keep me going. Um, and then also seeing Katie on the halfway mark, with some pancakes and then <laughs> <laughs> every uh every 10 miles after that is definitely going to keep me going um she may have to kick me to get me moving back the other way but uh there's yeah. definitely quitting is not going to be an option for me anyway um no, i say that and i hope i don't quit so <laughs> that's the thing
1: you won't you won't you, <laughs> you. you we won't. we know you won't yeah I- and i think between having katie having this the strength of robin and, and remembering why you're out there i really believe you when you say if it takes till midnight you'll do it um i was gonna say we could book a flight and go make sure yeah <laughs> great <laughs> oh,
2: in time um so no seriously though we do want to talk about um just some other feedback we had so we um as you may have seen like on instagram we used our urg account as well as our personal accounts and re- I kind of asked for comments from anybody that has experienced the pain cave and what are the things that they do to get through it? Um, they may not have said strength and healing like you had, but they had some of their own ideas. Um, and so we had a really good response. Um, we had too many that we could use. And so we ordered them. Um, there was 14 that kind of stood out to us really um, as, that we wanted to highlight. But again, we can't say them all because we don't have that kind of time. Um, yeah. And so we're going to let you, Katie and Steve, pick your favorites by picking one to 14 and if you're going to tell us a number and when you tell us a number i'm going to then select the right one and that's going to be the comment so they can't blame us (laughs) for it's our mistake (laughs) if
1: they did not get highlighted in this session it is not our fault yeah for everybody listening we're the good guys it's all kate and steven (laughs) oh (laughs) and pay for that one um But in all seriousness, we really do appreciate the support and everybody, uh, you know, really engaging. And so if if you're listening or watching and you're not following the ultra running guys, go do it. I know it sounds like a shameless plug, but we no kidding want to hear from you. And that's where we'll be posting those questions. So follow it on Instagram, um, because we'd love to hear your responses going forward for uh, additional podcasts. Um, So Steve, Katie, what's the first number one to 14? 11. 11. (laughs) All right. That looks like it's Jose. Jose.
2: All right. You you me? want to take it or me? Um, so Jose, we met at the Hubble, um, and he posted on our account, and he said that um, I have to read it because I don't have it all memorized. Sorry. He said, "I think about my family and the sacrifices they make for me to be able to tow
1: the line."
3: That's good.
1: That's good. And, <laughs> and so a little bit more insight. So met him. We he's actually been engaged a lot. He uh he and his wife own a bakery and so for him it gets very personal if he's racing on a saturday she's manning the bakery so for him it's like hey she's sacrificing and i'm doing this for them so that i don't have to go back and go hey you did all the work but yeah quit. yeah
3: that's awesome that's a good one
1: did you get us any cake bakery items yet (laughs) no i asked about it but we're gonna have
2: to check it it out
3: Use it for carb loading that's right Right? that's a
2: good idea jose give us some baked goods man (laughs) yeah but that's cool no seriously though that is a that's one of those things and if you can point to your family and and recognize those types of sacrifices those around you have made it does kind of spur you on because um there's a lot of a lot of our family members have done that for us and so um i think it's really cool um we need another number
3: Uh, i'll do six
1: all right so this is mark uh mark kaufman another really good dude uh met him at the same race (laughs) and i haven't seen him since um really what it boiled down to for him is he recognizes that he's in pain at the moment but also recognizes that there's people that live with pain every day yeah um so he just tries to keep the perspective of um hey i'm going to celebrate the fact that i'm doing this because there's a lot of people that that have it pretty rough so he's he finds strength of that i thought that was pretty neat um so uh, I would imagine that's something you could probably do, Steve, if nothing else seems to be working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But and could be
3: worse. It yeah, and be. you always go back to the out from David Goggins book, The Cookie Jar.
1: Yeah, exactly. Sure. Have that's that. a good one. That's actually, really I like the one. cookie jar.
3: Yeah, I put a lot in there. I try not to pull from it very much, but <laughs> small victories all go in there.
2: <laughs> do uh, one more? One more. All right, one more number. Uh, we'll do eight. Derek? Yep, Derek. Derek. So Derek um, visits to us for, um, on our Instagram account all the way across from England. And so, he, you know, we are worldwide is what we are right now. And so um, international, baby. we are international. Um, it's really cool, though. No, it is just the way that obviously all the social media and Internet works to be able to have just interactions with people that are in, in other countries and stuff. And so Derek um, is in England. But his comment was, um, it was really simple um, and, and very succinct, and I, I like it a lot because it's, he simply said, Come to terms with it. So like when you're in the pain cave, come to terms with it. And um, well, before I kind of expand on what I think it means um, from from how I interpret that and everything, how do you kind of hear that for yourself?
3: Again, it's just you accept it. It's like we're all about being in the present moment, and if the pain cave is the present moment, then, that's what it is you know what i mean and then you just move to the next present moment and if it's there that's that's what it is for that one And you just keep continuing on until it's not anymore like i said it it may be still there but it's all that's how i you just kind of accept it and let it wash over you
0: <laughs>
1: yeah I, I, I that's kind of exactly how i, I see it as well too yeah and so jeff and i were talking about this before as we were going through these and this takes me back so they're Steve, I honestly don't know if you watched the video, but we did a video Jeff did um, when he completed his first 100 miler. And there was a point during that race, we were 60 something miles in. I, I paced him for the last 50. Mm-hmm. And it literally, like the discussion was, we may have to walk like the next 37 miles. Yeah. Right. And when I saw that, like come to terms with it, that's exactly what he did of course you know i'm the happy like hey yeah Yeah. like we're gonna make it right because that was my job um but i mean even as the pacer right that's still overwhelming to think we're gonna potentially have to walk for the next 37 miles and we'll make it yeah um but i think that coming to terms with it accepting it was really i won't say a turning (laughs) point because it it wasn't a turning point but it was huge uh and, and obviously we didn't have to walk yeah seven miles you know he he finished really strong but um but, but no but at that moment the the idea is
2: that um and, and i do recall it so you you kind of check up take all your emotions and kind of set them to the side because all of your emotions are simply saying run not continue run but run away right yeah. To get out of this and so um literally except in fact you may have to walk for the next 30 some odd miles but you're going to do that yeah. you know and that's what's going to happen it's, <clears throat> it's kind of like you said I'm going to be here till midnight and if it's what it takes that's what it takes and so the assumption that i would have even for you and and um and even katie a little bit of coaching here for you as you think about this as he goes through some of the suffering maybe is he may get to that point he's like i just want to be done and and you're going to kind of understand he's at an emotional side and a come to terms side and trying to get him out of the emotional aspect of it is really the goal there so that he comes to terms with the fact hey man steve if we have to be here till midnight I'll keep making
3: pancakes till midnight. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that for
1: her. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's like, Pan- pancakes are in the cooler. Yeah.
3: Hey, I'll just leave it down at the beach. <laughs> right.
2: But I mean, that that's kind of what it, lo- it looks like and everything. And so, um,
1: okay. so yeah. So any others? or No, I think I think we'll move on because that you, you went right to a good point. And so, Katie, I'm super interested to hear, um, you know, you've probably seen him go through some stuff before, but... How prepared are you to watch him suffer if it comes to that?
0: Um, well, I didn't really think about how bad it could get. So I don't know if I'm fully prepared or prepared, but uh, I'm ready. I
1: promise not to curse
3: at
1: you. So oh, don't make <laughs> promises. <dude. laughs> I, I mean, I don't think, well, I'm still alive, so I've never cursed at Shannon during a race, but. Uh I've never done that yeah Um, I think I've cursed at you oh probably yeah but I'll take it right yeah yeah Um, yeah honestly I I don't I personally don't think Steve as prepared as you are that it's going to get that bad but I think you're gonna have definitely have to fight some mental demons Um, and so have you guys talked about how you know you want her to crew things she should say or not say any of those kind of discussions, or has that not happened yet? Maybe, we, it,
3: should, maybe we should discuss <laughs> that. What, should <laughs> what? We're just again,
0: we're just waiting it. Yeah. So
2: again, free tip time. <laughs> yeah. Free tip time. One thing that we would recommend <laughs> absolutely is have that conversation. Um, you know, understanding kind of what you respond to. Like, I have no idea. Like, like for instance, Steve, if if I didn't catch a flight and come to California, which I'm not, but if I did. I would literally sit across from you and say, so when you tell me that your feet hurt and that you don't know if you can take another step and you're whining because you've got blisters, whatever the thing is you're
1: saying to me, what do you want me to say to you?
3: Yeah, probably be suck it up. Just keep going. Mm-hmm.
1: That's my my daughter's term is suck it up, buttercup. That's mm-hmm. what,
0: I was, what she tells me. <laughs> yeah.
2: but, but it comes down to that. And so then it helps that person who's pacing you or crewing you or whatever it is. Know what, what they can do to support because oftentimes, like my wife will tell you, she absolutely hates to see me look like I'm suffering or I'm in a lot of pain. And sometimes in ultras, depending on the distance, you may have a lot of pain. And don't know if you will or won't, but we do. Like, um, you know, it could be anything. It could be any kind of reason. It could be a stomach issue like we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And so um, understanding that I'm going to have that look of, of angst on me or whatever it is I'm dealing with, Um, She needs to know how she can respond to me in a way that kind of helps me get through the door and get to the goal I'm trying to get to. And so you have to have those conversations um, because it's helpful for you in that moment. And it's really going to be helpful for you, Katie, because however you tend to respond in in difficult situations with him, this is going to be that situation where you're like, "Uh, well, you're going to keep moving and you want me to help you keep moving. And so you've told me what to say to you and I'm going to do that now. And you can't hate
3: me for it. Yeah, that's true. I'll sign the contract.
0: I think I take for granted like how good of a runner he is because you can't he doesn't really like put it on me whatever he's feeling so that might be part of it i I internalize
3: (laughs) a lot of it
1: yeah and i think i'm probably very similar in races my wife says that most of the time i look happy even if i'm kind of dealing with some of that but there have been times and usually my advice to her is don't ever ask me if I want to stop or if I'm, you know, okay that way. Like don't ever give me the option. Yeah. Um, and two, don't ever let me get comfortable.
3: Yep.
1: Um, and as a spouse, typically those are the kind of things, right? You want to protect or take care. So my, my rule for you, Katie, would be don't ever ask him <laughs> if he's sure he wants to go on. Just kick him out. Yeah. Give yeah. him his pancakes and kick him out.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. Shoving in the mouth.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't want any more pancakes.
1: <laughs> but, you know,
2: and just to kind of to say what you said, Katie, um, I, I actually think he's going to do really well. I do too. Um, and I know we've talked about suffering and it's going to be super difficult and things. Um, that is a possibility. But, um, Steve, you are a very strong runner. Um, and you. if you were to, to you know, meet with us next week and we were to recap and you were to tell me that you ran the entire time, I actually would not be shocked. Like you are a very talented runner um, and you are a very strong runner. And so um, I don't know, I have no idea what it's going to look like. And so um, I know that the ultras can range from the experience depending on the person and how their body responds to it. And so um, I'm really excited to see how you do it. And I do think you've got the training underneath you um, to be very successful in it as well. So Katie, I get it that you, you're not sure because he keeps it all kind of secretive per se because he is a strong runner. And so it makes a lot of sense um, on your side. I just don't want you to be surprised then. If something were to go awry, now you're not going to be surprised. Like, yeah, that old dude I was talking to, he said, yeah. it's possible. Keep giving him pancakes, right? And so um, that's good.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'll give her your phone numbers and she can call yeah. you.
2: Perfect. We may, yep. If you do that, we may actually put you live on Instagram oh. that day and have you say, how bad does he look right now?
3: <laughs> Pretty bad, yeah. But I appreciate that. And that means a lot coming from you guys. So I appreciate that a lot.
1: The thing that I'm most encouraged by is really the mindset piece. I think there's there's a lot of good strong runners that get caught when. Uh, so one of my favorite quotes, and you actually I can't remember if it was today or yesterday, but the Mike Tyson quote, right? Like everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that you're already thinking that way, I think, will make the world a difference because it's really just about problem solving. That's all it is. Um, and, and a lot of people just get caught and. Aren't aren't ready to solve the problems and they pull the plug, but I don't think yeah. that would be a big problem at all. Yeah. And I think that's a great segue just to kind of bring it back. Um, you know, we we've, we've referenced it. We really dug deep uh, on week one, but what you're doing here uh, to support Robin to support his family, um, it's a big deal, man. And so we've seen. You know, I've definitely seen some impact um, on the GoFundMe. I've seen a lot of cool. Uh, interactions between people that we know that are now following you and I've seen that and to watch that from far is really neat I hope you're feeling that encouragement yeah Uh, the you know we're you're you're getting close to this thing uh and last time I checked I think you were just under seven thousand dollars raised which is freaking amazing um and and the goal was at 7,500 so I asked you this kind of week one but What are your words man what do you want to say to anybody that's that's listening watching that's supported showing you the encouragement that's contributed um what are the words
3: yeah and i mean i don't again i don't think there are any words like i can't put anything together that would say how thankful i am besides you know like i said just doing what i'm doing and trying to keep his memory alive uh you know this year next year coming years from here on out that kind of thing um the level of support has been incredible I mean there's been huge donations anything from like five dollars to you know 500 and stuff like that just anybody who's even even if they couldn't donate like you said as they've made you know support or said hey you got this you're going to be able to crush it that kind of stuff that means the world to me and um I was texting with Kara um yesterday and I know it means the world to her too so she actually was like, are you ready? And I was like, I have no idea, but, but I'm going to just go out and do it, that kind of thing. So, And then she also said, like, Robin would be super impressed, which, you know, makes me feel good about doing that and everything like that, too, for him. Um, But, yeah, I I can't string a sentence together that would say thank you enough to everybody who's donated, watched, or hit liked on any one of my posts for for Robin and stuff like that. So...
1: I'll tell you what, man, if we had more Steves in the world, um, it, it'd be a better place. Um, and and Steve and Katie, sorry, Katie. Um, <laughs> she keeps but, on the
3: right side, so.
1: <laughs> I gonna, dude, it's clear. I mean, we know um, that you're, you're standing behind him, that there's a strength that comes from that. So thank you for everything that you've been doing uh, to support him in this effort, because I, I know that, um, you know, Robin is proud of that as well, and the and the family's feeling it.
3: Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so, and, and on that note, um, if anybody does, we'll we'll make sure that it's either in the notes of the show, or uh, you know, you can go to Steve's account on Instagram and click on the link, um, if you'd like to contribute or still be a part of the story. If nothing else give the guy a follow, give him a word of encouragement, um, because we'll be talking to Steve next week. And hopefully, uh, like we said, it won't be from the hospital room.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hopefully it'll be from the, uh, from the same room. Um, but we are really looking forward to talking to you guys next week. Thank you so much for the time. Um, and for anybody watching, listening, uh, thank you so much for just giving us your time and being such a great part of the ultra running guys community um, yeah. th- thank you guys we hope you have a wonderful night and we'll be talking soon
3: yeah thank you, thank you. thanks for all the support <laughs> we couldn't do without you guys either
1: cut, cut.
2: we're done Katie you survived oh My God. I know we're all sweating right
3: oh. <laughs>
2: I went very Lumberjack today, <laughs> we're still gonna make you. Oh, he's quit and left, he just left. He is done with us.
3: Good. Wow. <laughs> Don't stress, we're good.
0: Yeah, let's all breathe. Yeah, we're
2: good. Oh, yeah. We're, we're good. We're just a train wreck. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, Katie, hey, rehearse that answer.
3: Yeah, <gasps> <laughs> my son was actually doing homework when I went out. I was like, Get off your video. Oh, okay.
2: Lord have mercy, I blame you for
3: this. About making it a backyard ultra or something like that. Oh god, I don't want to do that at all.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I loved all of it. <laughs> uh, <it's perfect. laughs>
2: I'll take it. I'll get my thoughts together, man. <laughs> Where are your kids right now? While we're while we're trying to figure out what we're doing.
3: We have no idea. Nice. (laughs) They're they're
2: out in the living room. (laughs) I can guarantee you one thing. This entire portion will be cut.
0: I'm nervous. I don't know if I can do it. (laughs) Listen,
2: I'm nervous every time.
0: This is awesome. I'm so glad you started it and I'm excited to see where it's going to go.